I'm ready if you're ready. So, right. Very professional operation here. <clears throat> so, thanks for tuning into the American Hauntings podcast, the show where we discuss history, hauntings, legends, lore, the dark side of American I don't history. Know why you use this intro? And this, this okay episode. Oh, fuck. 2022 sorry. horror movies. I'm sorry, I thought you were. Okay. I'm your co-host Cody Beck, and interrupting me as always uh, is my co-host, author, historian, crime I buff, I just, I founder of American Hauntings, so. Troy Taylor. Yeah. Troy, you have something to say? No. No, I'm good. Uh, I don't have anything else to say. No, I'm finished now. So. All right. So long. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> See you later. Now, this is, um, this is the episode that I don't know if anyone looks forward to hearing it, but I always look forward to doing it because yeah. it's fun. And then I always get carried away. I gave Cody a list of like stuff I wanted I to a, talk a, about. A, a, a dossier book. here. It is an entire dossier of, of like the reviews that I did of the movies I liked and the movies I didn't like and all kinds of stuff. So... Um, yeah, so uh, buckle up. <laughs> yeah. It relax. Uh, try to enjoy yourself while we talk endlessly yeah. where, about movies. Where do you want to start with this? Well, why don't we, um, instead of going right to our favorites, why don't we talk about some of the other stuff that we talked about that we would add in? I mean, we used to mm-hmm. do like, you know, a whole list of like Christmas horror movies and stuff, but I yes. didn't do that this time. I did, I did put, I did add some series. Because mm-hmm. there were a lot of series this year. Yeah, things are getting blended together, I feel yeah, like, a lot with yeah. streaming and movies and all that. So um, I did list some some series that came out this year that I really liked. Um, there were a lot. Um, we've talked about some in the past because we I know we talked about like Midnight Mass mm-hmm. and, and that kind of stuff. But um, So I did make a list of like seven series that I watched that were really good and worth watching. Uh, the first one was From. Did you ever say that? I don't even think I've heard of it. Epics or Epics or whatever, however you pronounce it. I think it's Epics. It's Epics. I think. Um, it is no, about these people that get trapped in this small town and then have to find a way out. Oh, okay. And all of them were like driving down the road one day and ended up in this town and then can't leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of them, later you find out, I mean, this isn't really a spoiler, but later you find out that all of them were driving in different parts of the country at the time and somehow they all ended up in the same place so like at night like these creatures and not even creatures like people come out of the woods Hmm. and they're all like i don't know there's like a milkman and like a postage postal worker and and they're but they're like trying to kill everybody and so you have to hide at night it's a good show i know it doesn't (laughs) sound like it it sounds bizarre but and it is bizarre but Mm -hmm. it is good and uh, so they had a season of that, and it got renewed for a second season. So I'm excited to see where it goes. It's got um, – I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head, but he was on Lost. He played Michael. Um, can't think of his oh, name. Oh, yeah, I know uh, you're talking African-American about. African-American guy, mm-hmm. good actor. I can't think of his name. It might be Michael something. I don't know. But um, anyway, it's a good series, and it's, it's worth checking out if you get a chance. Um, another one that we talked about, and I think we talked about it because I was telling you how much I liked it at the time, mm-hmm. was Archive 81. Do you mm-hmm. remember me telling I you do. About that? I do. It was a podcast originally. Yeah, that's right. That's yep. right. And it was about an archivist that gets hired to put together like these documentary tapes to find somebody from the past, and then it starts like time slipping back and forth. Yeah. And, um, and then Netflix canceled it after the first season. Uh, yeah, I know people were mad. Cliffhanger, mm. of course. So yeah, It happens. Yeah. And then um, I've been watching Let the Right One In. Uh, on Showtime, mm-hmm. um, that's good. Uh, I like Damien Bashir, who plays the dad. Uh, he's a uh, Mexican actor, um, but I mean that doesn't make any difference in the series really. But he's been in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. He did. Um, 
that series, it was the border series where he was a Mexican cop and there was an American cop and there was a murder that happened like in El Paso. And it was based on a uh, European series about two countries. It's not Narcos? It was, no, it was like the border or the wall or I don't know, something mm. like that. But so he's been in quite a bit of stuff. But the, this one is the, um, you know, they've done two film versions. Mm-hmm. Let the Right One In was the first one. Um, I think it's Swedish vampire film. And then they did one called Let Me In. Uh, that was a Hammer movie that was just uh, like 2015, and that one's really good too. Just completely different. Yeah, um, let the right one in. That's a great name for a vampire I know, thing too. I know. And this one is uh, his. He's got this a daughter, and he has to provide her with human blood so she can stay alive. Uh, she doesn't go out and like hunt people. He goes out and like murders people and brings her the blood. But he's trying to find a cure because mm-hmm. they they've got it like it's a disease. And there's a side plot going on with this guy's son, who was this like famous doctor, and he dies, and then his daughter has to take over for him to try to cure his son of vampirism. And it's um, it's good. I like it. I think it's I, it's showtime. You never know what they're going to do, yeah. if they'll keep it up or not. Um, I hope it goes for another season, but it's hard to say. But it's on right now still, and it's, it is good. Um, Midnight Club, that was Mike Flanagan's series for Netflix. Um, it's about a hospice. I mean, it's like super depressing. Mm-hmm. Let's just start. With <laughs> no, it sounds like a bunch a of like teenagers in a hospice, and there's like this old house. They all have like, you know, diseases set in the 90s. So there's like one kid who has like AIDS, mm-hmm. but most of them have cancer, and they're, and some die during the series, but they gather at midnight to tell ghost stories. And they're also kind of looking into the history of this house. There's like a, a cult tied into the background and it, it's based on um i think maybe christopher pike books does that sound right christopher pike he was like an rl stein kind of author from the 90s i thought like he a was the young adult author i thought he was the captain of starship enterprise no, that's um no i don't think he's is that oh shit yeah wasn't, it was, it is. wasn't that and one that, of them it is christopher pike that's the guy <laughs> in the new series fuck yeah um anyway but i think that's the author's name too i'm pretty sure anyway um, it was, I thought it would be too young skewing, but it mm-hmm. really wasn't. It really wasn't. It was pretty good. It had, um, Nancy from the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, wow. It, so it was kind of cool. But, and then Netflix canceled it, um, mm. after one season, but they had a, and a good reason. I think it was out of spite. Yeah. Um, because Flanagan left to go to Amazon. So I think that's probably why, yeah, which makes do... me wonder what they're going to do with like, Hill House and Bly Manor and Midnight Mass because those were like huge series for Netflix. Yeah. So I'm going to guess they'll keep those running. They'll probably leave the Midnight Club on there, but you're only going to get one season. Yeah. And it ended in a cliffhanger, of course. Of course. So but we'll never find out what He's happens. already said, I think, for The Dark Tower, he's going to do five seasons, four seasons or something? I, I imagine. It needs at least that many. Yeah, so and that'll so be... That'll be awesome. Yeah. So I've been excited. I've been dying for someone to do... Well, see, Netflix or Amazon originally was going to do... The Dark Tower with Glenn Mazzara, a guy who been one of the guys who started the X Files, mm-hmm. and he, they shot the pilot and everything, and then it never got aired because they decided not to go with it, and they went with that. I'll tell you why this is happening because they went with that terrible Hobbit thing, whatever the fuck it was. It was another Tolkien thing. What was that called? It was the, Rings of Power. the Rings of Time, which I don't think anyone watched. Power, and everyone who watched it thought it was boring so i was so i i refused to watch it because they had canceled the dark tower <laughs> to put that on yeah so but now i don't think they're going to renew that would be my guess you don't and think? they're gonna i don't think they are i think they're gonna do um i, I could be wrong but yeah. hey i don't care as long as they're doing the 
Dark Tower, I don't care. Are they going to, so. like, so with the movie and stuff, they tried to tackle just oh, the Dark the Tower. Are they, they going to start with, like, the gunslinger and actually don't know. do it all the way? Don't know. Uh, when Glenn Mazzara was doing it, he was doing the initial season was going to be, um, uh, shoot, the, the Wizard in Glass. Okay. was yeah. going to be, like, the beginning of how Roland became the gunslinger. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're going to do it that way or if they're going to do it as flashbacks mm-hmm. with his past. I would probably... Although I would have watched that, I probably would just jump into the story. Yeah, you can't. If you Except start with I the would leave out the entire gunslinger. It'd be kind of boring. And start with the drawing of the three. Yeah. With Roland on his quest and bringing in everybody else because the first book blows. Yeah, you'll lose so, people. Yeah, I, I think the way. first book would turn people off, but I that's my opinion. But they didn't call me. Uh, I've been waiting for I know. Mike Flanagan to call. He, he hasn't called he yet. He blocked so. me on Twitter. I know. So it's, you know, I can't, I can't say for sure. So Mike, it's Cody again. Yeah. So the next one I, I put on the list was Cabinet of Curiosities. That was that Guillermo del Toro anthology series mm-hmm. where he just introduces them. And they're really like eight short films by different horror directors. And you only hated one. I huh? only hated one. Um, there were some that were excellent. There were some that were really good. There were a couple that were just okay. And then there was one that is just hot, flaming garbage. And not surprisingly, it turned out to be the one by the director of Mandy, Mm -hmm. another film that is hot, flaming garbage. (laughs) Thank you. And so so I'm watching that episode, and I didn't even pay any attention to who was doing it. Because, you know, you're watching Netflix, and it goes, oh, next episode, and you just skip right ahead. Yeah, of course. And so it starts, and I'm like, God, this is boring. What is this about? And then it's really boring, and then it gets all like weird and stupid. And I'm like, okay, I can't even sit through this. This is awful. And so I'm like, I turned it off, and then I, I go back to the thing, and it says directed by that Costas guy. And I'm like, uh-huh. okay, well that explains everything. That so ends up. Um, also we and we talked about this one too. Interview with a vampire. In fact, we even did ads for them. We I did, did a, a read for that. Um, that was a good series. Um, it is, as far as I know, coming back. Um, I haven't heard one way or the other, but the first season is over, but I, I really liked it. Um, it doesn't follow exactly with the book. I mean, it's the general theme of the book, mm-hmm. but it's all updated, you know? I mean, yes, it's set in, you know, turn of the century New Orleans, but which was very cool to watch because there was so much of it. They'd be walking down the street and they're like on Royal street. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I was just standing there like last month, Yeah, it's you know? Cool. So that, that in itself was really cool. And they did a great job with it. I thought turning a Lewis into a Creole character and they did the same thing with Claudia. And I, I just thought it was really well done. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, and then they have the modern one is a little more updated where Lewis is telling the story to the reporter um, which is the basis of the book, mm-hmm. but they've used it as kind of a book ending, uh, book, you know, to wrap the story around. Right. And um, yeah, they've done a really good job with it. Eric Bogosian plays the reporter, and you know, he's, he plays an asshole really well. Oh, of course. And I don't know uh, if he's so he's, he's really great in it. So, and then the last one is one I just finished watching, which I recommend to people if they've seen it pop up on Netflix. It's called 1899. And it is um, passengers on an ocean liner crossing the, the Atlantic, and then they uh, get a distress call from a boat that's been a sister ship that's been missing for four months. And they find it out there, and all the lights are on, and everyone seems to be gone. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more. I mean, that is, that's the basic of it. There's so much more to this story, but uh, let me. if anybody does decide to watch it, let me give you a hint of how 
best way to watch it. Um, turn off, if you've got dubbing of any kind on your Netflix, like if it's an English dub, turn it off because you want, part of the story is the confusion between the characters that are all speaking different languages who don't know what the other people are saying. Mm. So if you've got your dubbing on, everyone's speaking English. It uh, makes no sense. Yeah. So turn it off and just use the subtitles. I mean, most of the characters do speak English, or even like the German ones will speak English at different times, but you want all those other languages because it really makes it work. But it's a really good series. And I didn't, um, I kind of thought I might know where it was going and I kind of did, but it goes in directions that I didn't expect. And okay. it's, it's really good. So I thought you were telling I me. do it, recommend it. I thought you were telling me to turn off my subtitles and I was like, Oh no, 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 God, Troy. don't do that. No, I, I can't. Be, once those, I can't once those no went on, on, they stay no, on. They stay on. I know my subtitles <laughs> are always on, but a lot of times with some of the series on Netflix, I will just turn on the dubbing so I don't have to pay as close attention because otherwise you can't do anything else. I know. And sometimes it's stuff is like, I can follow this. I mean, it's like watching, you know, you know, sit down and watch, you know, 911 or, you know, FBI. I really don't need to put 100% attention into these <laughs> yeah. shows. They're just comfort food. Yeah. It's like I don't need to pay that much attention to my baked potato, and it's the same thing. <laughs> so I can be you know, scrolling through Twitter while watching any of those shows and never miss a beat. So um, I often will have my, my dubbing on, but turn it off if you watch 1899. So. All right. All right, so then um, we, we just kind of work through this. Let's get to the meat of your so, dossier yeah, we, Well, it is, we're getting a little closer because I wanted to, before we got to, I think you have some, some you know, uh, honorable mentions, I think, and I did, or I called them the almost rands. Um, so I've got some of those before we get to our top 10 list. Uh, but I also wanted to talk about some of the worst films that I saw this past year. Mm -hmm. And normally I don't seek these out. Um, they find you. Yeah, they do. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people think, you know, horror movies are, you know, a bargain basement genre anyway. And oftentimes they are. And I watch people put up movies. And listen, during this, this post-pandemic filming series sequence here has been awful because... We didn't have a lot of things, good movies being made during the pandemic, just a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. People were making it home, and now we're stuck with them mm. right now until more stuff starts to come out. And so normally I will watch a trailer first, and if you can't convince me from the trailer that I should want to watch this movie, I will not do it. If, if I turn it on and the acting is bad or it looks like somebody's home movie, I don't bother. I mean, I might have in my watch list, I might have 150 horror films in there. Um, not all of them are good, but none of them, are, for the most part, are not absolute garbage unless one sneaks through. Yeah. And these are the ones that snuck through. Well, that's why I think that and they there, should... There's always, you know, I feel I should warn people about some of these. Well, yeah, no, I think that's a, that's good. Tell people not to waste or their time. Or they're like Mandy. Oh, you have to see this movie. It's so good. It's a classic. Yeah, it fucking what sucks. What we both gave it a half star? Something, something like that. It's awful. Well, that's why I think that they should let the directors make the trailers instead of the marketing teams and stuff. Me too. And it's a shame that they don't. I know. Um, a I lot know. of times, because then either you either get fooled and think it's going to be something good. Yeah. Or it's yeah. um yeah just a terrible trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk. Number about one on my list of worst films of the year, and this isn't the worst one. I saved that one for last. Okay. This one was called The Scary of 61st. Now, trust me, I saw the title. 
um, that it turns out that that's not the worst thing about the movie. Okay. No, and it's really bad. So the story goes, two college friends who seem to hate each other, named Addie and Noel, move into an apartment that seems to have secrets um, based on the blood-stained bed, the bad furniture, and the mirrors on the ceiling. That's a giveaway to me that stinky shit went on this place. But everything takes a turn when an unnamed stranger knocks on their door and tells Noel they're living in one of the apartments from which Jeffrey Epstein used to traffic and abuse girls. And before they know it, they enter a world of conspiracy theories about Epstein in the apartment. It's called the Lolita Apartment Building. Yeah. Who would have so thought? So this film, and this is right off my review, this film is horrendous in every way. Like watching a bad student project. You want to laugh at it, but you can't believe people actually thought this was good enough to release as an actual film. <laughs> Everything about it is porn level bad, and that's not really fair since the sex scenes are so lame. <laughs> Apparently, the script was written by two of the actors, but I'm guessing writing, in quotation marks, was done as they made things up on the set because this is nonsense gibberish. I kept wondering if I was missing something, but didn't wonder that hard. Was it a spoof? I don't know, but why would anyone make such an atrociously bad film? This is just a whole different level of travesty. I'm glad it was short. That way, I don't have as much time that I'll never get back. Damn, tell us how That's you really my feel. review. So this film was fucking horrible. So, and so was, and this got one, that got one star. Uh So did the Institute, also got one star. It says, every week I go through all my new releases looking for horror films to review. I watch a lot of trailers, dump a lot, and watch a few. I dumped this based on the trailer, but I kept seeing reviews from people who liked it. So I thought, what the hell, I'll give it a shot. Yes, even after I saw it was made by Gravitas Films, which spends about $12 on their (laughs) movies. I should have trusted my first impressions. Anyway, a young couple, unable to conceive a baby, travels to a doctor's remote facility for help. It's a weird place, and the doctor is, of course, even weirder. The acting is painful. That's all capitalized, painful. Some of the performers sound like they are reading lines from a teleprompter. The male main lead, Daniel, gives a decent enough performance. Marie, who is the second in command, is good at being topless. That's it. So I'll leave it at that. I mean, there is a lot of nudity in this movie. That's one of the few redeeming factors because it requires no acting, (laughs) thank God. I like the concept behind the movie, but the plot was only okay. I could basically guess where everything was going most of the time. Cameras everywhere. Check. Weird doctor watches them have sex. Check. Uses weird device he invented. Check. Institute is a weird cult. Check. Husband freaks out when he realizes strange things are happening, but wife doesn't care. Check. And so on. The writing wasn't as bad as the acting, but it was close. The lighting director was apparently half blind. The sound is terrible. It's like watching a cheap VHS tape from the 80s at times. The editing is hot garbage. I mean, seriously, this whole thing is like a car accident. I'm not even talking about the horrendous makeup effects at the end. Good God. Honestly, this film works best only if you can watch it for free and you can hate watch it while you doom scroll on Twitter. So, so you just you're so reading like your it. you're reading your letterboxed reviews, I am. I'm guess okay. I am on this in this particular case. Got yes. It. Got it. So I have two more. Uh, the first one is very short because I didn't understand the movie at all. <laughs> and it's called Fallen. And no, it's not the Denzel Washington movie. I like that movie. Yeah, that one movie is great. 
This movie is not. They should be sued just for using the same name. So here's the synopsis. Living on a remote farm, a disgraced priest remains haunted by an exorcism gone wrong years earlier. He soon gets a shot at redemption when he finds himself in a battle against an army of demonic creatures. Doesn't sound that bad. Huh. But none of that is true. None of that is in the movie. I have no idea what I watched. This is what I wrote. The film is broken down into chapters like it's some cinematic masterpiece. But not only is there no need for it, it is as senseless as the writing and the acting, which is really saying something because this made absolutely no sense whatsoever. So that was a complete loss of 80 minutes. Did they have like the wrong synopsis on I don't there apparently, or something? But it had, it had a priest in it, but okay. that's about it. <laughs> okay. So... And then finally, my last one, which got a half star only because I couldn't review it unless I put something up. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. wouldn't let me leave a review. Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Mm-hmm. I really liked the first Jeepers Creepers movie a lot. The sequels, not so much. I should have known better with this one, but I'm a glutton for punishment. The film starts with a cold open with D. Wallace Stone that I thought had some promise, but as soon as that was over, everything went right into the toilet. Acting, plot, script, everything. The flimsy plot unfolds with Lane being talked into attending a horror event with her boyfriend, Chase. It's the Horror Hound Film Festival in Louisiana, where it attracts hundreds of diehard horror fans from far and wide. Although I'm having a hard time telling you what it's supposed to be because they keep talking about the local urban legend killer, The Creeper, not horror films at all. So I I really was at a loss there. Mm -hmm. But, and what the fuck, Louisiana. Since the other films were in Nebraska, I was as confused as the writers were. Anyway, there's a contest drawing where the winners, and I put question mark after winners, get to stay in a creeper-themed escape room. And of course, Lane and Chase win, which is bad because Lane believes that something unearthly has been summoned and that she's at the center of it, which is weird because she makes a big deal out of being a scientist and not believing in anything paranormal. So it makes absolutely no sense at all. Very confusing. This is one of the worst films I've seen from a horror franchise ever. I was in shock at how terrible the acting, directing, effects, and story were. There's literally a scene where the CGI doesn't render, and you can literally see the green screen as the door opens of a car. It's so painfully obvious that the actors spend most of their time in front of a green screen cemetery that it's embarrassing. Also embarrassing is the creeper design, which I'm pretty sure was just a cheap rubber mask. There's nothing positive to say about this. The story goes in such baffling directions, it's like the writers had never even seen the earlier films. It doesn't even use the Jeepers Creeper song. I mean, that's the whole point, is the song. So uh, what the hell? I said, this thing is a travesty. Whatever you do, avoid it like the plague. It is the worst film. Honestly, the worst film. I, I, one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. No shit. It's so bad. And it was definitely the worst of the year. So, and normally I don't review the worst films. I let that shit go. Is it the same? Because I figure somebody's career. Well, is it the was, same director? Or is he in jail? No, I, I don't think he's in jail, but no, it's not the same guy. Okay. So I knew no, he... this is the first one he hasn't directed. Okay. Well, the third one was terrible, too. Yeah, I didn't like that one. Second one was okay. I liked the second I one. I mean, it was all right. It was uh, not as good as the first one. The first one was a novelty. I mean, it, it was, was something new. And I don't even... I still remember the first time I saw it and remembering, like, when they were in the police station and they, it was after them. Mm-hmm. And it was... Um, but, you know, I'm going to break something else up in a second. But when it was after them and all of a sudden it unfolded those wings, I didn't see that coming. Oh, yeah. But... I also was listening to a podcast that was exploring the 
secrets behind the Jeepers Creepers franchise mm-hmm. and talking about all the um, pedophile stuff in it. Yeah. And I, these are things I did not know. I mean, I knew this guy had gotten in some trouble, uh-huh. this director, but I didn't catch all the things that are in the movies with the guys, hmm. with like all the young guys with their shirts off for no reason. Oh, like um, the football you know, like team or whatever? Denny with his name written in the back of his underwear. He's in like college. Um, and that the, the creature like, knows him by his smell and yeah all there's is. some real when you look at it under that viewpoint i'm mm-hmm. not sure how often i'm gonna rewatch those <laughs> now because now they just seem creepy that's so. fair all right so we also uh, i also put together a list of my also ran titles or my honorable mentions these were ones that were good and almost made the top list, but not quite. Mm-hmm. And you may disagree with me on some of these because I think there's a couple that you put up higher. I did. The on fir- your list like the first I did. one. Like the first one, Hellraiser. Yeah. Um, I mean, I liked it, uh, but I didn't love it. You loved it more than I did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I liked the original when it came out. Super dated now, though. Oh, God. Yeah. Really dated. Yeah. Um, but the first two were really good. But then the problem with that whole franchise is that it's become so polluted with all of those horrible sequels they made it's kind of like children in the corn yeah i mean the first one was kind of cool you know it gave me the creeps in the 80s you know that redheaded ugly redheaded kid with Mm -hmm. the sickle i mean that stuff was creepy but then you know there's like you know children of the corn 12 you know urban harvest revenge of malachi or revenge of isaac (laughs) you know and it's like come on man and that's the same thing with these um the hellraisers so they had a lot of you know they really needed a lot of to make that happen, mm-hmm. to do something good with it. But I, you liked it better than I did. I did like it. Yeah, I do think I just, like, when I watched the first one, even, um, it kind of, it's kind of boring to me now. Because I, well, yeah. I like the world but building see, I, from the sequels, even I if the was, sequels are terrible. I was a young adult when the first one came out, so I was there in the theater watching. Mm-hmm. It was a brand new sure. idea. You have now been around for all of them, all of the sequels and things that came out before, while you were growing up. Mm-hmm. And so you can look at this probably in a different way than well, I Well, yeah, because I think yeah. the first, like since, yeah, by the time I watched the first one, all of them aside from this new one were out. And so I, the whole time I was like, where's the pinhead guy? Right, you know, right, like, right, and I was like, right. yeah, like yeah. why are we in this room with this creepy, weird dying guy uh-huh. like the whole movie? But yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I just like exploring that kind of universe a little bit. And um, I thought the creature design was pretty cool for the most part. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just violent. Yeah. I think I, I, uh, I'm old school on the creature design. I want them to look like they're wearing bondage gear, <laughs> yeah, you know, which yeah. is how they were in the eighties. Actually, they were actually wearing bondage course, gear in the eighties, yep. but now they're almost, they were almost a little too slick for me. Mm. Um, you know, like Penhead just looked, I don't know, just too smooth something okay. didn't look painful enough. <laughs> Not rough around like the edges. A, yeah. It was just a little too CGI for me, I guess. Fair but, enough. Um, but you know, I mean, it was still, it was still good. I did like it. Um, I just, it didn't blow me away, Mm -hmm. but I did enjoy it. So, but, so I put it on my three and a half list, you know, out of five. Mm Um, so it, it made it up there. So, yeah, I really uh, liked the puzzle box stuff that I they did. did I did with too. This. I, I did was... like the way that they worked it, that it was more, a little more complex than you just open it. Now you're fucked. <laughs> right. I mean, it was more, there was more to it than uh-huh. that. And I did like that part about it too. Yeah. So, um, the next one I put on my list, um, and I don't know that you saw this one. I did I, not. I wished you would, but, uh, it was called the hatching. 
Um, and it was a Finnish film, and uh, it's about this family, and they seem to be like the perfect family. Mom's always got her selfie stick out and is always taking all these pictures mm-hmm. and stuff, and her daughter's not up for it. But one day she's out in the woods and finds an egg, and like an unhatched egg, and brings it home and hides it from her parents because they wouldn't allow something like that oh, in the house. Is there like a picture of her on a bed with a yeah. giant egg? And it gets it, getting bigger it, and bigger, and she's hiding okay. it. And this thing is like the size of, well, first it's first it's like a, you know, like a large, just a bird egg, and then it's like an ostrich egg, and then it just, it, then it's like huge. Mm-hmm. And then it finally hatches, and this monster comes out of it, and it's scary as fuck. I mean, this thing is creepy. No shit. And it comes out of it, and it's like, tuned into her it's like it's her it's she's its mother Mm -hmm. this young girl and then when she gets angry or upset with somebody this bird thing murders them i mean it becomes like this symbiotic relationship between them and it goes berserk Mm -hmm. and um i didn't i didn't expect anything from this movie i wasn't even gonna watch it but Mm -hmm. it popped up like for free on something and i thought oh fuck it i'll watch it you know give it a try and really liked it um, so I, I didn't expect to like it the way that I did. Um, I was that same way with, uh, there was another movie called The Innocence that not the one that's the, you know, uh, the old, the old ghost movie. Yep. And it was about some kids that all live in this apartment block in, I don't know, some foreign country, some Slavic country, I don't know. And they live in this apartment block and they all end up with like secret powers that are able to do stuff. Like they can make things move. Some of them can like talk people into doing things. And they then start going crazy with their secret powers and start like really hurting people and stuff. And it really gets dark. I mean, it's like if you, if little kids, we think we forget that little kids are evil. Yeah. You don't, I don't know, but it's always the little kids can be very evil. And when they are given the chance to not only be evil, but then have something to back it up, um, things really go out of control. So I, I recommend that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it is in, I don't know, it's subtitled. Some I don't know what language it is, but um, it is worth watching if you get a chance to see it. Same way with The Hatching. So uh, Another one I put on my list was The Twin. Um, this one was another kind of low-key made in Finland, uh, but it is in English. Um, it's a family from the United States that go to Finland. But um, there's a car crash, and they've got two twin sons, and one of them is killed. And so they, to kind of recover, go to um, where their father is from, which is in Finland. And then the boy starts talking about how he's in touch with his dead sibling. Um, and it's kind of more of a hoax folk horror kind of thing and there's you know like the the, always the the sinister town people and the pagan stuff in the background and weird dreams and ghosts and stuff and it it seems very familiar but then it takes a really good twist uh several different twists and so um it's one of those that i i wanted to recommend to people because it did come up high on my list and i don't think most people saw it and it is worth watching but it's just called the twin Mm -hmm. uh it's worth looking up um, the Cellar was another one that didn't get a lot of press, uh, but it was interesting too. Um, it's an um, Irish haunted manor house, and you know the family moves there, and it's kind of familiar at first because, of course, the teenage daughter's a bitch and is <laughs> mad because they move there and all that kind of stuff. You know, just constantly complaining, and then somehow using an old Victrola record, the kids like wake something up in the house, <laughs> and um, the daughter disappears inside the house. And I'm not giving anything away 
to say that she disappears and that's kind of then becomes the basis of the movie is trying to find her. Uh, the mother's using like medieval math and alternate dimensions and all kinds of stuff within the house. But there's a scene where she's on the phone with the mom and I think the power goes out. So she goes down to the basement and the mom's at some kind of meeting or convention or something. And they're on the phone and she's going down the stairs and it's pitch dark. And she's like, well, just count the stairs as you go so you'll know where you're at. And I, I don't remember how we know this, but there's like 13 steps or something. And then she's going down the stairs and she's counting. She's like, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, mm -hmm. 16, and keeps counting past how many stairs there are. And then she's gone. And so then they have to find her. And um, huh. so it becomes, I mean, it's got some, some stuff in it that's super familiar, but then, you know, it, it does kind of turn it around. So it's not like a super familiar haunted house movie, uh, but it's worth watching. Um, so again, it's, it's one of those I recommend that I don't think a lot of people saw. Um, and probably a lot of people saw the next one on here, but I only put it on here because I was so surprised that I liked it. Mm -hmm. And that was the new Scream. I didn't go to the, I had people ask me, oh, are you going to go to the theater to see it? And I'm like, no, I mean, you know, I saw those when they came out. I'm done. You know, yeah. I don't need to see them anymore. And then, so when this came on like Peacock or something, I don't know, it came on free, one of the streamers that, think that do that. I think it was Peacock because they did like the Halloween, yeah. which we're not even going to talk about. So well, I have that, it as my big disappointment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can jump on that one. But anyway, so I mean, I do that when I see those pop up um, because I watched that and then ended up telling you how much I liked it was that Paranormal Activity uh, Next of Ken, mm -hmm. uh, which was completely different than all the other, had no connection to the other Paranormal Activity. Well, kind of the demon kind of thing. But other than that, had nothing in common. That is really good. I know. You've been talking uh, that movie that up. I love that movie. And the guy, the guy that's the sound guy is fucking hilarious yep. that is the that movie i've watched it a couple of times i've gone back and watched it again mm -hmm. i liked it so much i just had somebody else and that tell was me a big surprise yeah. kind of like scream like the new scream was i did not expect to like it um because i thought well i mean why do we even need a plot ghost faces back to terrorize the town you know yeah but this one actually turned out to be really good because it never stops moving mm -hmm. i mean it was always going and it turned out to be surprising and i really enjoyed it i i i really um you know, they kind of got, you know, you got a exposure to the past, but yet it did new things and mm -hmm. had a great ending. I, I liked it. Yeah, so. I think I, I remember I ranked all the Scream movies and I think that oh, I put Oh, did this, you for work? I, yeah, yeah, I think I put this right in the middle, actually, um, of all of them. I'd probably and, yeah, put it I at like it. three. Yeah, you know, I, think, I think I would too. Yeah. Um, not Scream 3, but no. this one at number Scream three. three. Scream 3 was the bad. number five yeah, on my list, I think, one. yeah. Um, yeah, I think that is pretty much the worst one. Although that one that came out a few years ago was not good either. When they tried to like just bring in a new cast. Oh yeah, yeah that wasn't very good. Yeah, that's so, true. Um, all right, so the last one in my also rands was one again. I don't think most people saw called the last thing Mary saw, um, and it is um, it's kind of a witch movie, a bit of a slow burn, mm -hmm. uh, but it starts out. It's like 1843, and it starts out with this girl. Uh, being questioned about the death of her really nasty grandmother. And when it, the scene opens, she's blindfolded and she's got blood running down her face. And um, 
apparently this was at a, you know, I, I kind of put in the very beginning of my review that I ended up writing for it was that um, this is a, a tale of when um, religion is taken too far and that just say, being unable to say the Lord's Prayer can get you killed. Mm. And that was essentially one of the things they do to her to try to get her to say the Lord's Prayer because they believe she's a witch and responsible for these murders. And most of the movie is told through flashbacks. But if you like... Which movies, which I do, if you like you know, these historic kind of slow burn things, which I do, and folk horror stuff, again, like I do, um, this is a I, one worth watching. Uh, I really liked it. I don't know that you would. Yeah, I was going to say. you're not I, a big fan of like the witch and stuff, I don't so I'm like, not sure this one's for you. Yeah, I don't like but, period kind of yeah, piece movies in don't. general, yeah. and so... And so I'm always going to go right for them. Yes. And then so I'm always like, I'll go, oh, this is great. And you're like, yeah, I don't want to see that. So, <laughs> which asleep. I get. I've, I finally learned that that's how that works. So, it all right. So I think we're ready seasons. for our top 10. Um, uh-huh. And uh, I didn't put them in. Um, these are like in my, I put them in like chronological order. Okay. I was kind of wondering uh, about because that. Because I just kind of went back through my list and kind of put them in. So they're not a countdown necessarily to, um, worst to best or whatever uh i these are just my favorite 10 of the year mm-hmm. um and so i didn't like i said i didn't put them in chronological i there are in chronological order um but you know i can't and you and i were talking about this everybody keeps saying oh what a great year for horror no well yeah it is in the number of films released it, yeah but not as far as good horror films no. that's the problem we actually had a I mean, there's a lot of mediocre and middle-of-the-road movies that came out that were worth watching, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, so I just, um, it, I had a tough time just coming up with 10 there. I mean, five, absolutely. Sure. But another five out of all the ones I watched, eh, it was a little it was really pushing it. Yeah, it was a little kind of pushing it. So especially when there were good series and things. Too. Mm-hmm. So I don't, but as far as just, oh my God, so many great movies, eh, there really weren't. There but, really okay, weren't. So. Anyway, so how do you want to do this? Do you want me to just start with my list, or uh, do you yeah. want to jump in, or yes. do you have any? Do you have some that are not on my list? No, the only thing. Uh, so I mean, we talked about Hellraiser already, um, and then since it was such a terrible year for horror, um, mm. and I tend to like push the genres a little bit. I just wanted to bring up like if you haven't seen Prey yet, I know. watch and Prey. I've thought about that too, and I didn't put it on and I love the movie. Yeah. And I didn't put it on there just because it seems uh, the predators are so sci-fi. Yeah, now, yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong, I uh, there's a lot of horror sci-fi. Alien is horror. Mm-hmm. But it's also an alien, but the predators just seem like alien just seems like monsters who yeah, kill people it's just like an and action the predators movie. have some thought behind them yeah. and so they become more sci-fi to me and then so that when you put them together the predators are always going to win because they have the weapon yeah and some brains and the aliens just seem like bugs that <laughs> are trying to eat people um, xenomorphs so, yeah so i i tend to not put as much as i love the predator movies um I didn't put it on there, but I, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I, I could definitely I think see what you're saying. When there's just not enough, it's just like, okay, yeah, we'll so start um, yeah, taking some liberties. That, but, uh, but yeah, but that, that is it. a great movie. And if you watched it um, in Comanche, you gotta watch it in Comanche. Oh, no, I it's haven't. It's the best. Really? Um, if you watch it in English, it's still great. But if you turn off, you can adjust it on your Hulu mm-hmm. and you can watch it in Comanche. And it's a, 
it's just different because oh. the translations of stuff is different. I think I just, just read that yesterday that, that they put out or that they were putting out yeah. that version or that yeah. it was even an option. Yeah, it's it's an option. And if you, I mean, it's kind of like turning off the dubbing on your Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, turn it over to Comanche language and then just read the subtitles. It's worth it because yeah. there's not a ton of subtitles because sure. it's an action movie. So, uh, but it is worth it just because it's different. You know, it's just very cool. Yeah. The way they did that. I was impressed by it. I hope they keep doing more. Because this one did well. Because you could drop a predator in anywhere. Yeah, on a I mean, pirate do, ship against yeah, Vikings. Do, I think it would be great with samurais. Yeah, that'd be a great predator movie. Um, you could put them in the middle of the Civil War mm. or World War Two or anything. Yeah, you know. So I, I hope they do more of stuff like this since this one worked. But drop them into blood sport. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, see? Whatever. Yeah. yeah, but I so I watched all of the top the ten stuff I put on my list. except for one of them. So I'd say just start. Tarantino okay, sure. Um, so I put a movie on my list um, early on in the in the year, um, and then went back and rewatched it to make sure it was still good. Mm-hmm. Because you know sometimes you're thinking, oh, this was great, then you go back later and watch it. But I still like this movie, and I don't know that it, I've never talked to another person who's ever seen it. I'm yeah. sure people have, but it's called Slapface, mm-hmm. and it is an odd movie. It, it is. is very odd, uh, but it's about these two brothers. Um, their mother dies, and they live out in the woods. And the older brother, um, when he, when the other kid, when the kid gets in trouble, the younger kid, he makes him play a game with him called slap face. And it's just slapping the shit out of him. It's just an excuse for him to hit just a child. To hit him. And so then this guy, the older brother, somehow gets a girlfriend who is normal. And I don't <laughs> understand how or why. We picked her up at the bar with those I, smooth moves, Yeah, man. I guess. But then she starts feeling sorry for this young kid for good reason. Because yeah. the brother's a dick yeah uh but then his the only friends he has are not friends they're a group of bullies and they're girls that are bullying this poor kid and just beating the shit out of him and making him go places and sending him into this abandoned building that a witch is supposed to live in and you know bullies him into going in there Uh but it turns out there really is a witch and they become friends and then the witch kind of like the bird in the hatching starts like carrying out like all of his worst desires yeah. you know uh but i really liked it i mean it's uh it, it doesn't it doesn't um, jump right into the really dark stuff of man once it gets there and the witch is scary mm-hmm. um i liked this movie i thought it was really good and um you know nothing is really what it seems yeah you know, which is another thing once we're not recording we'll have to talk about the ending because i've okay i think I have a theory, okay. but I, I'm not positive. Um, I took some stuff from IMDb for some of these too. Ooh. So there, Good. some of Good. them actually have interesting tidbits. This one is not, it's just yeah, a, some a, of them are really a, a feature link. Dumb. Yeah. A yeah. feature linked adaptation of Jeremiah Kipps 2017 short film of the same name. Oh, I didn't know that. So there's that. And the tagline is a, uh, where do monsters come from? Which I guess that yeah, works. That works. Yeah. Oh yeah. I always loved when we find the taglines. I know. Some of them are fucking stupid. I know. That's one of my, my favorite things that you do when we do these. So, okay. So the next one is called the free fall and this is not a standard horror film. It's not, there's nothing supernatural about this one, but, uh, the synopsis says after attempting to take her own life, a young woman must wrestle with her overbearing husband, which doesn't tell you anything Mm -mm. because it is not, this is not what this is about. It's the guy from, uh, he was in like that Animorph show yeah, when I was a kid. And, uh, it's, uh, I, I, uh, I can't remember his I name. I can't either, but he's been in a lot of stuff. And um, he's, I mean, he's a, he's a good actor. Yeah. And um, he's one of those guys who's very pleasant looking. 
And so, oh God, I'm, I'm looking up his name right now. If only we had a way to look it I up. I know, right? Um, Sean Ashmore. Yeah. He's in the X-Men movies, too. Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say, yeah. I don't know which one, but I can't remember which one, but he's one, one of the X-Men. Um, I can't remember either. But anyway, so in this, he's which guy? The ice guy? Oh, okay. All right, so whatever his name is, it's the guy with the ice. Perfect. Um, anyway, um, so the opening scene of this movie, you saw this one, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. See, the opening scene reminds me of the opening scenes of, like, Midsommar. Yeah. Just completely fucking bonkers. Yeah. And she walks into a scene in her parents' home, and that's all I'm going to say. Uh-huh. And um, then goes through, like, incredible trauma, which is completely understandable because I'm telling you what is happening in this house is well, unreal. It was hard for me to figure out sometimes like what was supposed to be real. Well, and that's what kind of the wasn't, point. Yeah. But, so she tries to kill herself and then um, loses like her memory because of the trauma and her husband, Nick, who was Sean Ashmore mm-hmm. is trying to help her recover her memory. Right. Or so it seems. And we're wondering what the fuck is going on. And, and honestly a half hour into this, I'm like, is this a lifetime movie or something? <laughs> know, and then all of a sudden it 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 really keeps you guessing. But man, does it take some twists. These are some of the best twists in any movie I've seen all year. I'd say life, um, lifetime movies don't use uh, eating utensils that No, that not way. the way that they do in this. So I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm just going to say that um, keep your eyes open for the dinner party scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this movie a lot more than I thought I would. And... Um, I have not watched it again, but I'm going to. It's not very long. It's only an hour and like 20 minutes or mm-hmm. something. But man, is it good. Um, and I did not expect it at all. Yeah, so um, I enjoyed it. I highly recommend it if people get a chance to watch it. It so. was a shot in the same house as the Fisher and Sons funeral home from Six Feet Under, if anybody watched that show. I did not. I didn't either. Yeah. But hmm. hey, yeah, that's what I got for you. Right. No tagline. No tagline. Okay. So number three... Um, and this has actually turned out to be kind of a double listening for me uh, because the number three was X, mm-hmm. uh, which I loved. Um, I thought X was great when I went to see it. Um, and if you don't know the plot of it, you've probably been living in a cave. But it's about set in the 70s and some filmmakers go to shoot a, uh adult film at, in a rural house in the middle of Texas. And they rent the house from this old man and his, you know, old wife that lives in the house. And he doesn't know what they're doing. And I don't know. This movie is, it's got, it looks like a, you know, like a 70s slasher movie or like Texas Chainsaw or something that looks like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the characters are all so likable in that movie. I think that's one of the things, well, not the, you know, the, the ones that are making the movie, all the actors are. Um, It's, it's one of those, it's like a, all the women are, are no one is like a one-dimensional character. They're all, you know, especially the women are, the, are some of the best characters in any movies I've saw all year. Um, even like, you know, women's films. I mean, they were really, these guys, they, all of them were great. Mm-hmm. And the movie's good. The, the scenes are good. The horror parts are great. Um, you know, I, a lot of people thought it was going to be like, you know, like um, hag horror kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, It's not, you know, it's, um, but it really works. And then, so as a footnote, I, I kind of had to add Pearl onto the list. I didn't put Pearl, Pearl is not a horror film. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say, it's not a horror film. Um, it's good. I mean, it gets horrific at the end, 
but it is it's a prequel to X and it's about the uh, one of the characters and what happened first and it's it's really well done and it's really watchable and enjoyable and I liked it a lot but it is not a horror film I don't think I haven't seen um, it only like I said only the ending and I don't get the impression that the next because they're doing this as a trilogy mm. because the girl Mia Goth is going to play her character because she also played Pearl but mm-hmm. she will play the character she played in the movie because she was I spoiler I just about spoiled it but she's going to be in the third movie mm-hmm. and in Holly it's going to be set in Hollywood and I'm going to guess around the same time period but um anyway I think uh, yeah I'm probably not spoiling much most people who listen to us have probably seen it or are not going to see it if they yeah. haven't but Pearl is worth watching it's great it's beautifully shot it's beautiful it looks fantastic um and she's great in it everything it's a good movie it's just I didn't feel like it was a horror film, so I couldn't put it anywhere on my list. So I just kind of wrapped it in with X and mm-hmm. say, hey, man, watch them both. That's what I did. When Pearl came out to watch at home, I rewatched X and then watched Pearl afterward, and it was very enjoyable. So yeah, I, I recommend I watched that. X last night, actually, so I'll probably have to check out Pearl now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the day after X um, 2022 South by Southwest premiere, the writer and director revealed that during a mandatory two-week COVID-19 quarantine <laughs> in his uh, New Zealand hotel, before production could even begin on the film, he wrote a prequel, Pearl. A24 saw the script, and they greenlit the movie before production on X had wrapped. Uh, and then he asked star Mia Goth if she wished to remain in New Zealand and film it, and she was down. And, um, yeah, X made... Four- yeah, that's how it came out so fast. Yeah, after, I mean, yeah after it made $14 million at the box office, um, which is great for a horror movie. Well, was- considering they probably... Did co- probably the travel was the biggest expense right. because Ty West shot the whole thing, like, with that crew. I right. And that's essentially about everyone that was there. Well, that's what so, I was going to... On a s- farm in New Zealand. What I was going to say earlier is, like, you know, they put out so many horror movies, like you were talking about, and it's I think it's because... They're so cheap to make uh-huh. that you can make five or six flops, and if you just get one, yeah, and that's all your money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so exactly. That's... The budgets are usually low enough; it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, but at least these work. Yeah, I mean these these two movies really worked, and I think they've done probably a lot for his career. I think, and I actually liked his earlier movies. I thought they were House of the Devil is a really good movie, um, but I, um, you know, I I think that these were really are going to put him on the map, so mm-hmm. to speak. And I don't know when the next one's going to come out, uh, but I've seen the teaser for it mm-hmm. because it it does it like it's literally just like coming in over the Hollywood sign, and it says that she's you know she'll be back, yeah, kind of thing. So yeah, it was good. The tagline so was a uh, dying to show you a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just really liked the movie. I I thought X was just really good, and she was great. And I always tell everybody to make sure that you're keeping an eye on the the the, the TVs mm-hmm. in the house that are running. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Because that gives you what's going to happen next, mm-hmm. really, when you see them. But I thought she was great. I thought Brittany Snow was fantastic. Yeah, they were, she was really funny. They're all good. And I don't know. It was just it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I don't like the name, like because it's like having Nope or You oh, or X. And I it's know. Just like, damn it. I know, but it it. I mean, it works it for that. Works. It works for this. It's so. just frustrating to search for. That's true. Uh, so, okay, so the next one on the list is The Cursed. I really like it. And this, this movie. is one of those movies where I don't know how this slipped under the radar the way that it has. Mm-hmm. Um, when it appeared at Sundance, it was originally called Eight for Silver, which I thought was a much better title. Yeah. Um, yep. Because it makes more sense. But Stealing it, my um, IMDb facts. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm sorry about that. Okay. But anyway, it starts out um, in the trenches of the Great War, and then it goes back to the 1880s. 
And it starts with a curse that's put on this landowner's family by a group of uh, Roma people. And they, um, everybody's having nightmares. And some of those dream sequences, man, are something else. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, the landowner's son goes missing, and he's found murdered. And then locals suspect that it's a wild animal. But then John McBride, who is Boyd Holbrook, mm-hmm. um, is tracking a disease outbreak that's traced to the, the Romani people and uh, then starts warning them of something in the woods and that they think it's a werewolf. And it is, it's a werewolf movie, but it's not. Yeah. That's the only way I can describe yeah, it. I think that's fair. Uh, but it's, uh, I said that it was kind of like Downton Abbey with Hammer Films and then a little bit of The Thing mixed in. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's so not as, plus it's, it's not got as gross Kelly as Riley, thing. who's Beth from Yellowstone in uh-huh. it, and she's using her actual British accent, which is hot. So, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I really, I, I really like this movie. I knew you would like it when you got to see it. Yeah. I kept hearing about it, but it was like hard to find. And then finally it came out and just came and went. I mean, it came home. I don't mean know if it was in theaters. Yeah, so. I, I'm not sure. It t- I wrote down like, why did it take me so long to realize this was a werewolf movie? Um, <laughs> And uh, then, so there's this, I, I keep a little like list of, because I'm weird, but like of like crazy cool death stuff. And yeah. so there's the blood eagle that they do in like Midsommar oh, right, and right, Vikings right. where yeah. they rip your lungs out through your back and mm-hmm. make it look like you're breathing. But this scarecrow death uh-huh. is now on my list. Yeah. And that's oh, all yeah. I'll say about yeah, it. But that's all you have to know. Um, it's a great movie. And again, it's one of those things that just kind of flew under the radar for some reason. Uh, but it definitely made my list. Yep. And, but you hadn't, did you know anything about it before mm-hmm. I told you I had, about it? I, I didn't think so either. I hadn't heard of it. And I yeah, know, and I, know I, that... I mean, I try to stay up, but I know you do too, but I really, I really stay up mostly. You have to cover it all with your work. Yeah, just... I only have to worry about horror films. So <laughs> that's the stuff I keep up with. And I was dying to see this after it was at Sundance. Because I was hearing how good it was, mm-hmm. and it took me a long time to track it down, but I was really glad I did. It's a great movie. Yeah, it was really, really cool. In fact, cool. I'm kind of, now I'm kind of wanting to see it again, you know, because <laughs> it, it really reinvented werewolf lore, I thought, you know, with the whole, I don't know. And I'm not a big werewolf movie fan. I never have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one really worked for me. Well, the so. best thing is, after this episode, now we can watch whatever we want. Well, that's true. And we don't have to worry about it. Well, no, because then i got to start my list for next year. So I'm already getting it ready. So because okay. anything after this weekend goes on next year. That's list. true. So, That's a good point. I know. So I'm trying to watch nothing new for a couple of weeks. There just you go. To be safe. So, Office reruns you know. for me. Yeah. Right. So all right. So next one on the list, um, which I know we both liked, uh, was the Black Phone. I love this movie. I thought it was real. I've seen it twice now. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really works. There isn't anything about this movie that I thought didn't work. Um, Ethan Hawke is terrifying. Um, the whole thing with the, the van, the everything about it. And I, I always, I, one of the things I think that worked for me so much is it's set in like 1978 or something like that. I believe late seventies, early eighties. Something like that. But I was around this kid's age when all the John Wayne Gacy stuff came out. Mm. And I think because it reminded me so much of that when I saw the movie that I think it probably made me feel freak out more mm-hmm. because of that and I really like this movie and um, I think most people probably have even seen it by now it was like number one on the Amazon list people renting it and stuff so um, but yeah the kids in it are great and when you've got a movie that 
kids have to carry, like the first It mm-hmm. movie, you've got to have great kids, and these two are fantastic. They are. They really were great. I would and say, like, I, and most of the violence in this movie, too, is, like, kids beating up kids. It is. It's, it's intense. Not, it's not even the grabber. Yeah. You know, it's not, I mean, we know what's going on with the grabber because there's a whole bunch of dead kids, and Fen is, the basic plot, and I think everybody knows, is that he's locked away in this basement, and there's an old phone down there that they used to use for their butcher shop. Mm -hmm. And so it's like an intercom phone. Because I've had people go, oh, I don't think that's a real phone. No, it's not. It's an intercom phone. They even say it in the movie. Why were you not paying attention? So it makes me mad. (laughs) Anyway, so, and the phone starts ringing, and it's kids who died who are trying to save Finn, trying to help him figure out a way to escape. And um, I don't know. It just, I think this movie's super creepy and just really well done. And... The kid's fantastic. I don't know who this kid is. I don't either. Um, his name is Mason Thames, but I don't know. I don't think I've seen him in anything else. Yeah. Um, I've seen the little girl in a couple of things, but she's going to be great too. They both are. Yeah. Both I see them cool both stuff. having good careers because they really make this movie work. Mm-hmm. Um, and me, Ethan Hawke is in a mask the entire time, pretty much. Right. And um, and then of course there's the deputy from uh, the sinister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His brother, his un. <laughs> just do doofish brother who doesn't know what's going on. Uh, but yeah, I, um, he's good. He's good. So uh, great the, movie. Yeah. The mask were designed by uh, legendary Tom Savini who did. Oh, special really? Effects. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's Dawn cool. of the dead, Friday the 13th. Bunch yeah, they're of scary. Stuff. So yeah. Uh, budget of, so this is $18 million budget, which is very high for, uh, for a, a horror, horror movie. Film, but yeah, but it's Scott Derrickson though. So right, he could right. get a bigger budget. And it made 161. I so, believe that. Yeah. So, they're I mean, doing just yeah, fine. Look at the, yeah. Look at the return on that. Yep. So, I mean, his stuff is usually does pretty well. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not surprised they would give him more money, but even so it's Ethan Hawke. Right. But although really he's the only like name brand person in it. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. Everybody else is, I mean, there's recognizable people like the dad mm-hmm. and things are recognizable, but you know, they're character actors that, you know, like it's like the, every time you see a Frank Darabont movie, it's all the same people mm-hmm. and it, you don't know how half of them are, but you've seen <laughs> you them recognize them, yeah. you know? Um, so it's, it's the same kind of thing. A lot of people like that, but tagline is never talk to strangers. Eh, I don't even talk. Weak. I don't even talk to people I know. I know, but like, that's weak. That's a, you could have come up with something better than that. I mean, yeah. they spent all the budget I mean, on Ethan Hawke. They didn't have I mean, any for the yeah, creative point. I mean, it does get the point across, but come on now. Yeah. What all would right. a better one be if you think of one before Dev says Yeah, I'll try to think of something. But yeah, well, I'm not a mar- in the marketing department. That's I'm not true. being paid for doing that. That's so true. They they should have had something better. So it won't text me All back. right, so next one on the list is, and honestly, if I had to pick from everything on my list that I had for this year, this might be my number one, Mm. probably would be, and that is Barbarian. This movie, I mean, you can't review it without, not really, without ruining the movie for someone else, because if someone, again, has not seen this movie, they have to go see this movie. I loved it. I loved it in the theater when I went to see it. I loved it watching it at home still works even the the i even still jumped at parts that i had already knew what was coming Mm -hmm. and still jumped and there's only so much you can say because i don't want to ruin this um because i mean i know that people who are who've seen it that are listening to the podcast are going oh yeah oh i know exactly what you mean but if you haven't seen it 
I'm begging you, go see it. It's not even like, um, you know, people are like, oh, I don't want anything that's got too much gore in it or it's too <laughs> bloody. It really doesn't. There's a little, a but it doesn't little. have a ton of blood in it, but no. it, is, it is scary. It is scary. It is very scary, and the casting is perfect. Well, I mean, the, the girl who's in it is great. I mean, she's, she's really good, and she does a great job, but casting Bill Skarsgård as Keith, mm-hmm. who's the guy who is... I mean, we can say that there's this young woman coming to Detroit for an interview to be an assistant researcher on a documentary film project. Mm-hmm. So she books an Airbnb. Whoever, A, put an Airbnb in this neighborhood deserves to be shot. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that she doesn't notice till the next day how bad this neighborhood is is terrifying mm-hmm. anyway. But so when she shows up at the Airbnb and goes to get the key out of the box, it's gone. So she tries to call, can't get a hold of anybody, and then notices there's a light on in the house. So she starts beating on the door. And there's a guy already booked there. And so you're watching this, and then the guy comes to the door, and it's Bill Skarsgård, who is Pennywise in it. And you automatically think, don't go in that house. Right. He's a killer. And then everything that happens, this, this like comedy of errors that happens after that, of him trying to be a nice guy trying to do all the right things just comes across as even this creepier. fucking guy is drugging yeah. you. I mean, he's like, yeah. he makes her tea. He's trying to be nice, makes her hot tea because it's raining and she's wet. And then realizes he shouldn't have made her tea because she didn't see him pour it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I understand why you don't drink it. And it's just like everything that happens is completely misleading to the rest of the movie. Yep. But it's such an effective beginning to the film that it, it sets you up for something that you have no idea what's coming. Yeah, I didn't see the... No, I didn't see none of this. Going. I didn't see anything that... I mean, that was the best way to go into this movie was the way that I went into it when I saw it. It was completely blind. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing about the movie. And um, it just blew me away. I This movie is so good. And I've been recommending it to people. If you really want to see something scary... Um, and you'll be on the edge of your seat. You've got to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. Think, do you um, know who um, the role? So Justin Long's in this movie. Yes. And Zach Krieger initially offered it to somebody else. Oh, really? Which I don't think you'd be able to guess. So I'll just tell no, you. Who? Zach Efron. That would have worked. Yeah. It would have like worked. Um, the character that Justin Long plays, it, Zach <laughs> Efron could have played that. <laughs> he could be a He's, douchebag. He's a good actor. He is. Yeah. Both of them. And Justin Long is. But both of them would be perfect for that part mm-hmm. because of what the part is, yeah. which, again, I'm not going to spoil. But um, I just wonder that when the when his character is introduced mm-hmm. in the movie, in the way that it's introduced, mm-hmm. I wonder how many people... I'd love to have a count of how many people sitting in the movie theater when that switch went, what the fuck at that point? I did. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it just, like... Yeah, it, it's it, just when it introduces that character, it changes the movie. It does. It really and, does. Um, but yeah, it's... Um, oh, anyway, so our point is that we've now talked in circles <laughs> yeah, around this movie, and we can't really review it. So we just have to say, go see it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it honestly, it would be my number one of the year. I mean, I didn't put them in that kind of order, but it would be my number one. Yeah, I don't really think about it, but it might be mine as well. Yeah, um, it's just really great. It had four and a half million dollar budget, which is more on Good par, grief. and made forty five million dollars. 
the box office. But I mean, wow. yeah, like I said, you have Skarsgård and yeah, Justin Long and stuff. Four million so. dollars. That doesn't leave much money left over. I know. Well, I, I mean, think about the sets, I guess. Like, it's well, just yeah, really... they had to build that whole neighborhood. I figured they just used a real shitty neighborhood. No, I listened, I did an, I listened to an interview with the, um, the guy who did it, who mm-hmm. created it. They built that neighborhood. Oh, so they just built like 30 half houses? Yeah, well, yeah they did. They're all, they're all like, well, except for that one house, mm-hmm. all of them were um, just like shells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and then they wrecked them. You know, to make it all look run down. Right, right, so, right. But they initially shot them new. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, so I think it was probably fun, but they did build all that. Damn, so okay. So it was interesting. It was a good interview. So, all right, so <coughs> the next one oh, on my on, list. Hold on, tagline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come for a night, stay forever. Well, that's terrible. That's just <laughs> terrible. That's garbage. That's, um, that's that you put, that's the shining or something. That's not. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. really bad. Hotel California. And that doesn't even work. I mean, with nope. this nope. movie at all. So. Nope. All right. So the next one on the list is Smile. Now, I also love this movie, but when I initially saw it, mm-hmm. I was disappointed. I thought you only, I thought that was one of your three and a half. It was, but I rewatched it. Because I even made a note of that, that I rewatched it in my review because um, I saw that the week after seeing Barbarian. Mm-hmm. Terrible idea. Because mm. nothing can compare. Sure. I mean, it did not, in comparison, was not nearly as good. And so I, I wanted it to be terrifying, and it, it wasn't terrifying. Because, and I will still hold with this, only one complaint I have about this movie. It's about 15 minutes too long. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it, it has some stuff in it that does not need to be there, and it drags it, only in a couple of spots. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I love the movie, and I thought the cast was great. Um, I I thought it was very scary the way that it works and the way that it happens, and so I ended up really liking it. And I re, so I rewatched it because I kept thinking maybe I shouldn't have watched that the week after seeing Barbarian, mm-hmm. and so then when it came out on for to watch at home. I, I bought it and rewatched it, and then I'm like, oh, okay, now this really works. And so it, it got up, especially in a year with, you know, not a lot of prospects. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. really topped the list. But I mean, that's Kevin Bacon's daughter that is that plays. Oh, Rose. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, he and well, she looks just like Kira Sedgwick. I mean, they that's sure. their kid. Yeah. So she looks just like her. But the, yeah, that's their daughter, and she played the psychologist and. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. I thought it really worked, and she did a great job of falling apart, mm-hmm. you know, in it. And um, I think it's a, I think it's a scary movie. It's got some, uh, like, some it, it follows kind of it does. vibes it does or something. It does have that vibe. You're right. Yeah, and I thought, um, yeah, kind of creature monster work or whatever was yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you seen the, uh, the short? That, they, that it was based on that he shot initially, which oh. is how he got the contract to do Mm-mm. the movie. Um, it's on Amazon. It's free, mm-hmm. um, so you can you can download. It's only like ten minutes long or something, um, but it's worth watching. Just to, you you see the elements of the story mm-hmm. and the girl that comes into Rose's office that has the you know the initial girl. Uh, the first one, she's in the short. Oh, uh, okay. And so that's the same actress. And so she comes in, and it, it ends differently. It's a little different. But you can see the the, the basis, the genesis of the film. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, what was that movie? Lights um, Out. Lights Out, where they did that the short. short is awesome. short's awesome. The short's way better than the movie. And then they built it into the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the short was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, that little... 
that yes. picture burned yes. into my and retinas. So, um, yeah, because then they had to create something. I still like the movie, but they then had to create a backstory for yeah. this thing, which was iffy. I know. But, um, but I mean, I still enjoy the movie. But, um, but Smile does have a, a, a little short. I can't remember what it's I'll called. I'll check it out. But it's worth, but it is on Amazon and it's free. So. Did you see that uh, they did like a spoof of that Lights Out? Um, thing where the same kind of thing's happening, but it's like in a hallway, turn off a light, you know, turn it on, and but then they just start beating the shit out of this monster Oh, no, thing. I didn't see it's it. It's pretty good. It's funny. I'll text it to you. Um, but yeah, yeah, I smiled. So what was the one. tag? Or Oh, uh, did I, did, have... I didn't look up the tagline for oh, okay. this because, yeah, it was on, I don't know, it was probably something dumb. Like yeah, and then you didn't even self include ear it. self ear to yeah. ear. I don't yeah. fucking know. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the next one on my list, um, we're down to just... Uh, Two more, actually. Oh, it's not a top ten list. It's a top nine list. Uh, but top ten was my included pearl. Okay. And yeah. is number three. That'll so work. I forgot. So we're down to the last two. So this one is, an, and again, apparently a controversial choice because apparently a lot of people hate this movie. I don't understand. Uh, was Mr. Harrigan's phone. Um, I love this movie. Did you not see it? I saw it. It was kind of boring. <sighs> I don't know. I love the story. I think it was good. I thought but... it was really good. I guess I just, I watched it as a, like a coming of age kind of thing. Uh-huh. And you know, it, Donald Sutherland was great. And the kid that played Bill in the It movies yeah. plays the young kid. And I don't know. I, I, I have praised this movie all over the place. And I think it was good. Tried to talk people into watching just it. Boring. I really liked it. Um, it's, I mean, it's a, this, uh, this young boy starts, um, reading for this old man who is like a millionaire who lives in this small town in Maine, of course. Mm-hmm. It's a Stephen King story. And uh, starts reading for him. His eyes are failing. And uh, they just sort of start to become close. And he um, wins a, a, every year for his birthday and Christmas. He gets to these like lottery tickets. That's all he gets from this guy. Yep. And uh, then he wins one year. So with some of his winnings, he buys Mr. Harrigan an iPhone who doesn't want it because it's a new contraption until he can convince him that he can read like the Wall Street Journal yeah, on it see and stuff. So he becomes and... really fascinated. And so they start, you know, they start texting each other and that's just sort of kind of like builds up the relationship between the two of them. And then Mr. Harrigan dies. And then Craig, just as a kind of a, you know, a token thing, he decides that when he goes to the funeral and he sticks the iPhone in Mr. Harrigan's coat. And then he starts getting text messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, it really starts because he starts calling Mr. Harrigan to talk. But he's having a bad time at school. He's getting picked on and stuff. And so he just wants to talk because Mr. Harrigan had always given him all kinds of advice and things. And so he starts calling and leaving him voicemails, even though he knows it's, I mean, he knows that he's dead, obviously. But he's, he calls and leaves voicemails on the line. And then he starts getting these text messages from Mr. Harrigan's phone. It becomes like a, almost like a monkey paw. It is like a bit of a monkey's paw kind of thing. Something. Yeah, so a little bit of that because then bad things start to happen. But I really liked this movie. I thought it was really good and I thought um, it's, it's one of the cases where, you know, there are a few times when Stephen King adaptations actually turn out to be better than the story. Mm. Like The Mist. There's a few things like that. But this this one is much more than the story ever was. I mean, it's a good story, and I like the story, but the way that they put it together into the film just is so much more. And I guess, I mean, I'm, I'm Stephen King weakness, so I mean, sure. I'm going to love it. But um, Well, not necessarily, but 
I do love this movie. And wasn't and it's the, really great? When the black phone wasn't that a short story from his son? That was Joe, a Joe Hill story. Yeah, it was one of his uh, novellas. Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for this, the Red Devil lottery tickets that you mentioned, too, they're a nod to the Red Devil Killer in the Scream Queen series, which is also a Ryan Murphy production. Oh, huh. So Didn't know that. <laughs> neat. Yeah, um, did not know that. Yeah, the tagline, I actually like this, some connections never die. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. So, all right, so last film on the list. Did you see this? I did not. Oh, man, I, know I you told, seen this. I know, it was, either, it was a choice between this or X, and I was like, I feel like I need to watch X, because uh, yeah. I only had time to watch one it. more. I get it. Well, watch this when you get a chance. I will. So this movie is called The Harbinger, um, and this is there's another movie that came out a couple of months ago called The Harbinger, I got excited because I thought it was this one, because mm-hmm. I'd been hearing such good things about this one. It's not. Um, mm-hmm. So look for the one that's directed by Andy Mitten, if that helps. That's this movie. And the storyline um, doesn't really tell you much of anything, the synopsis. Um, Monique ventures out of quarantine to visit an old friend who's plagued by nightmares and finds herself drawn into a hellish dreamscape. Well, this tells you nothing. It's <laughs> terrible. Um, but this movie is, and when I say this, people are going to go, oh, God, I don't want this. Um, this movie is set during the early days of the pandemic. It's why it works. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I I thought about that made me think about when I was watching it was remembering when the pandemic first started and how so many of us were having like these really vivid dreams. And it was just something that was just like messing with the entire consciousness of everyone. And we were in this, we were in a situation we had never been in before in our lives. The streets are empty. No one knows what's going on. We don't know if we're going to die at any time. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew about masks or anything yet. I mean, nobody knew anything at this point. And we all knew that we had to stay home and could not go outside. And we were lucky in this country because, like in England and things, they really locked it down. And there were armed guards keeping people at home. You could only go so far out of your district to go to a grocery store. You could not leave your district. So we were pretty lucky here, and it was still a nightmare. And what makes this movie work is, it, it, in fact, it is the only movie that I have seen, and I think I told you this, it's the only movie I've seen except for Host that uses the pandemic as a plot device that actually works mm-hmm. and makes it more terrifying because this is a lot of like Nightmare on Elm Street kind of things with dreams. There is this creature or demon that is using the pandemic as a way to feed on people's fears. And it is attacking people through their dreams and taking them somewhere else. Hmm. And it appears looking like, sort of like a plague doctor. And it uses that, 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 that image, it can use all, it can look like anything, but it's chosen that because it creates more fear in people mm-hmm. to re- make them remember about this plague that it's dealing with. but. What's interesting about this is that when this thing starts to feed on people, it doesn't just kill them, it wipes out their existence completely. You no longer exist. All that's left of you, if you fall prey to this thing, are what they call relics in the movie, which means that it's a photograph, like let's say you're going through a bunch of photos and you find a picture of yourself with somebody and several times in the movie, people will go, yeah, I don't know who this person is. 
it's their like brother or sister mm. that they've lived with their whole life, but now they're gone. And that was such an original idea. This whole movie was such an original idea. It was just like nothing that I had seen before. You know, the whole idea behind it. And then using the pandemic as a plot device made it fucking terrifying. Um, I, I, I honestly, I think that it's, it's dark and it's bleak, which is what really makes it work. And it just kind of harnesses all those fears we had at the beginning of the pandemic and reminds you of how scary it was mm -hmm. two years down the road. I'm telling you. And this is not one of those movies like, you know, we've seen how many movies have we seen now that you can tell they're a pandemic movie. They have two characters yeah. or one character in an apartment. I'm so tired of seeing those movies. <laughs> and I understand people were trying to do something creatively while the pandemic was going on. But now I don't want to see those anymore. This movie uses it as a device. It does. It wasn't made during the pandemic. It's got a huge cast. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a full cast of people, um, none of whom you'll recognize, but all of whom are good. And um, I mean, it, it, it does all the stuff with, you know, there's like a woman in this apartment building where her friend that she goes to see who's like completely losing her shit. Um, who, do, you know, it's, oh, that's all fake. None of that's real. And then someone in the building dies. And then everyone's like, whoa, you know. Um, and it's a child and everybody's like, well, I thought they said the kids were going to be safe. Cause remember mm -hmm. when this started, kids weren't going to get sick. Remember? Yeah. And then one does. And it's just, it's all of that. It, it takes what we now know about the pandemic and then takes us back to the time of what we didn't know mm -hmm. and uses it to make it more scary. I'm telling you. So if you want to be re-traumatized. So yeah, it is. It is. Um, it, it could, I could see it being traumatizing for some people. I really could. Uh, but you know, it's a horror film. Isn't that what we're looking for? Yeah, of course. Don't we want to be scared and traumatized? So this is the movie. Um, it's really good, and I can't I can't recommend it enough. But I encourage people to to watch it. Um, it's available now on demand at home. I mean, you can rent it for a couple of bucks. Mm -hmm. uh, I bought it. It was like twelve dollars, and it, I will rewatch this movie. And every few years, it's a movie I will rewatch. In case, in case you start to feel it. too good, or get yeah, too right, exactly. I start to feel too happy. I'm going to rewatch <laughs> The Harbinger, uh, but it is. It's I highly recommend it. Uh, I mean, it's. I mean, I'm Barbarian still my number one on the on the list for the year, but this is pretty high up there. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely made my top nine. Uh, but and it just came out recently. But man, it was so good. So. The tagline is "Forget me not." That's good. Especially if you, once you see the movie, it works. All right. So, but yeah, I think you'd like it. I, I'm sorry you didn't get a chance to see it, that we could yeah, talk it about it some more. the but only one. I encourage you to watch it now, though. Yeah, I for think sure. I really like it. Uh, I hope. So, I mean, you know, sometimes my, our tastes vary, but um, I think you'll like this. It one. sounds interesting. So, yeah. Um, I only had a couple of major letdowns I just wanted to bring yeah. up that we yeah, don't yeah, even really have to talk that. about, but uh, Halloween Kills. Oh, God. So bad. So bad. I think I gave it two stars. Um, so it didn't remember. make my bottom garbage list, but it <laughs> might as well have. Um, it's a Michael Myers movie without Michael Myers. Um, yeah. He's in it for like 15 minutes, and he's like a decrepit old man. It's so fucking weird. I don't get why it. Why did they choose that? And why did they end that movie that way? I don't it know. It makes no sense at all. I kept. I watched it, and I kept thinking... Was this another movie that someone adapted and turned it into a Halloween movie? But yeah. why? 
They had a plan. I thought they had a plan for a trilogy. Yeah, they dropped the ball this at the like finish line. This is that Annabelle movie about the apartment building that was uh, not yeah. an Annabelle movie. It was about a haunted apartment building, and they and nobody they couldn't sell the script. Yeah. So they decided to make it into an Annabelle movie and then put her in it. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with her. This is the same thing, except in this case... Annabelle's Michael Myers, and he's living in a sewer. It's it's like it su- made no sense. Super Mario Brothers too, you yes. know, it wasn't a Mario game. But <laughs> I then did not they... see that one, but okay. no, the Nintendo game. Um, okay, did not see that. Or okay, did not play the game either. But, wow. Um, what was your sorry. childhood? I'm so sorry, but um, yeah, I don't, uh, I, I couldn't wrap my head around this, and I kept going, where, why is, when is this a Halloween movie? People were openly laughing at it, like yeah. they're in the theater. It was terrible. Yeah, it was garbage. Um, I mean, it was just, it was not, it was, um, at least with Halloween 3 season of The Witch, we understood they were trying to do something different. No one claimed that was a Michael Myers movie. Right. It was supposed to be a whole anthology of Halloween-related things, Mm -hmm. but they found out that people were pissed that there was no Michael Myers in it, so (laughs) they dropped that idea. Well, this time, they swore to us it was a Michael Myers movie, and instead we got that fucking garbage yeah I it really it. was it pissed me off um the next one on my list was terrifier 2 which i'm guessing you didn't see no way um, i didn't watch terrifier 1 why would i watch terrifier 2 i really enjoyed the first terrifier did you really mm-hmm. I, I just don't know anything about it i guess so it just looked like killer clown movie. really cheap garbage it's a cheap slasher movie it and, is but it's well done it's very yeah it's yeah i like it it's it's a little over the top cheesy sometimes but it's good yeah i don't think i saw it um, I, i've seen a couple of things with clowns but i don't think that was one of yeah, them yeah you'd probably hate it and then be mad at me so i don't know uh, um but yeah. yeah don't watch terrifier 2 at least yeah um I, what is it with uh, people put it on their like top 10 list i've heard I, some top list with that on there and i'm like they're it's like dumb. two and a half hours long or something i don't even know why anybody i don't remember it being it. that long but it's they're dumb Personally, <laughs> um, uh, the, the same people that loved Mandy. So what that's they true. Know, so the last one, I guess this was I'm never going to forget that movie. I just I'm uh, not, so. I try not to think How about awful it. Awful that was. Uh, the last one, it wasn't a huge letdown, but uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, it was a letdown. I mean, yeah, what, it what, didn't. It was pointless. Yeah, it was just pointless. I mean, I didn't hate it as much as the other two, but no. Um, I mean, it I was mentioned. watchable at least, but yeah. I mean, it was just. I don't know. I, I should have known going in that you know it was like a bunch of like Instagram influencers <laughs> and that was the plot. And yeah. I thought, oh God, this is gonna suck. It was cool seeing them all get killed well, off. Well, yeah, that was though. the only good thing <laughs> yeah. is is that. But I just kept thinking, wow, what's and it didn't I don't know, it just didn't it didn't really make sense. It like changed the whole story, the whole backstory again of the you know, Leatherface mm-hmm. and then so they bring back the woman from the first movie, and it's kind of like um, my comparison to that was when they in the Stanley Kubrick, The Shining, and old you know Scatman Carruthers is in Florida, and Danny calls him back to Colorado, and he spends all that time busting his ass to get up there, and as soon as he walks in the door, he gets axed in the chest. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, okay, what was the point of that? That's exactly what the Sally thing was like. That's so fair. they bring her back. And as soon as she gets there, she dies. Yeah. And it's like, what was the point of this? And well, it was the point of Just, trying to cash in on yeah, bringing back some, old Jamie Lee Curtis. Some I fanfare, think, is what yeah. It, yeah, was what it was. But God, that was yeah, that was pointless too. But no, I didn't hate it as much as Halloween Kills, though. No, I didn't hate uh, yeah, hardly anything was, as that much. Uh, I know me either. But 
Um, I didn't put it, 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 but at least it was well made. Mm-hmm. And the actors were fine. Yeah. So I couldn't put it in my garbage list. That's but true. at least it was bad, though. It was really bad. It was really bad. So. All <sighs> right. Well, we got anything else? <laughs> no, we're just ending on that disappointing. On that really bad, disappointing note. Yeah. So, well, hopefully, though, I mean, hopefully people found a few things to watch, you know, the, from our suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always my goal on this is being able to reach, you know, some people to try to get them to watch the movies I liked during the year at least give them a try maybe they'll hate them i mean you know it happens uh but you know these were movies that i really liked this year and movies that cody liked Mm -hmm. and um hopefully that you know gives people some stuff to watch yeah and i'll I'll put a list of the movies in the um in the show notes and somebody will inevitably will ask me for a list of movies and it's in the show notes we'll put it in there and if you watch some of these and you don't like them uh don't Email me. I don't care. Yeah, but yeah. It's, I mean, we're sorry. Everyone has their own taste. And if you like Mandy and we hate it so much, or if you liked any of the movies that we put on this list that we hated, um, we don't care. Yeah. Uh, because you obviously have terrible taste if you liked Mandy. I mean, you're so, already listening to this podcast. Well, that's we true. Know you so we already taste. know you have bad taste. So, um, yeah, it's um, we're sorry if you don't like them, but that's uh, that's all you're going to get from us. <laughs> that's that. where so, it ends. With yeah, our that interest. is where it ends. So, anyway... Um, so anyway, thanks for listening, and we will be back on January 10th with our intro to season number seven of the podcast, and mm-hmm. then we'll be kicking that off in January. Um, come see us at Dead of Winter. We'll be doing a live show. I don't know what it's going to be about yet. Haven't even thought about it, yeah, but we it will eventually have something figured out, so we will do that then and yeah. it will be completely outside of the rest of the stuff we're and doing, i'm gonna so. go read the outline for the next, for the season, next season right and after I just this gave cody the outline for the season right before we started recording so um he we will know what it's about and so will you come january 10th mm-hmm. so sweet all right anything else no i'm not doing all, right. all the whole well, I thing guess that's it all right guys well thanks for listening uh happy holidays and um we'll uh we'll see you in january see you later thanks